Hey, my friends, are you thinking about starting your own podcast? If you are, Anchor is the way to go. Anchor is a platform that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. It also will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on your Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's also a platform where you can make money, but yet it is a free tool to use. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Dear brothers and sisters, you are not dreaming. This is really happening. This is the first podcast for the book, I Need Answers. It's your boy, the author of the book, I Need Answers. Yes, this is happening. It's real. You're not dreaming. It's the podcast for the book. Don't turn it off. Wait, wait. Don't turn it. Don't don't press stop. Don't do it because we have a lot of things to talk about. That's right. Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about and if you haven't heard of the book or if you don't know who I am, my name is uh, Deacon Dawit Muluna. Um, and I'll be talking a lot more about what this podcast is about. But first and foremost, first and foremost, it's only appropriate we begin with a prayer. Uh, it's only appropriate that we call upon God so that he blesses the things that which we are about to embark on in the journey that we're about to begin. So I ask all of you, whether you're driving on your way to work or from work or to school or whatever, chances are you're probably in your car because I, I don't know anybody who sits down at home and listens to a podcast. But if you are, hey, good for you. Um, at the end of the day, it's only appropriate that we take a just a few moments and, and, and praise God and recognize all the glory that he has done. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. Holy, holy, holy is your name, our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. We ask that you bless this ministry that we are beginning, this podcast that we have started. We ask that you guide us along the way. And all of those who are listening, we ask God that you provide the guidance for them, regardless of the stage, their spiritual journey that they're on. We ask that you bless their day, you bless their family, their loved ones. And I I ask you, God, to give me the ability to speak. Use me as a vessel and accept the services that I offer up unto you. In our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ's name, through the intercessions of the Most Holy Theotokos, our Lady Mary, Virgin Mary, and of all the saints, for blessed are you unto ages and ages. Amen. Now, I'm so excited. Like, you guys, like, you have no idea. Like, we're doing a podcast. This is real. Like, I don't I don't even know. I don't know. Uh, people have been telling me to do a podcast for, you know, quite some time now. And I'm like, you know, uh, all right. Okay, I'll do the podcast line, you know. So I'm just going to be talking and hopefully people will be listening. That's kind of how I'm planning this whole thing. If you guys have any uh, plans or like anything that you guys want to talk about, hey, man. More power to you. Now, let me stop and back up and catch people up to what this podcast is about, what we're going to be talking about, and why I decided to do the podcast. For those of you that don't know, there's an amazing book out there. That's right. 
people say is the best book in the past century or whatnot. My, my mom says that. But the book is titled, I Need Answers. Now, this book is about the Ethiopian Orthodox Tawahedo Church. Now, if you haven't gotten the book yet, what are you doing? Like, get it now. Like, go. Why are you waiting? Like, go. Because you can find it anywhere. Uh, it's on Amazon, or as your mama might say it, Amazon. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. But at the end of the day, the book is available. It's online, and it addresses main issues that I thought young people, and by young people, I like I like to think of myself as young. I'm not going to tell you my age, but if you're, you know, a millennial or generation, what are they, Zers or something? Uh, whatever group that you're in, like, and you have, like, questions about the Ethiopian Orthodox Sohado Church. Because, you know, we're not the average church that you might found, find down the street. We have a lot of uniqueness to us, a lot of different ways of worshiping and praying. And it's obvious that if you grow up in America, you're going to have questions. So this book is written to address all of that stuff. Um, now, if you don't know anything about the Ethiopian Orthodox Sohado Church, it's one of the oldest churches, if not the oldest church in the world with traditions and practices going all the way back to Judaic period. So we're talking about like a very long time. This church not only has been able to grab the attention of, of the faithful within the indigenous land, but it's also been able to capture the minds of the unfaithful all over the world. In fact, uh, in places like Germany and even here in America, people are beginning to study the holy books of the Ethiopian Orthodox Sahara Church. So it has something to offer. Um, and if you did like, again, if you didn't get anything out of the book, the, the point that I'm trying to make is it would be nice if you believe in the church. But even if you don't, it's it, it's worth learning about it because it has something to offer. It has something to offer. Uh, this podcast, therefore, is about this book that gives you kind of uh, it answers like major questions that people have about the church. So um, I'm going to go through like different chapters and different sections of the book and give you kind of my background of or like what I was thinking as I was reading it. Um, those of you who read the book know there's a, a section of uh, discussion questions. So I'm going to review not maybe all of them, but most of them I'm going to try to go chapter by chapter. So make sure you stay in tune. Uh, pass this along. Let your people know that this is a podcast. Again, as I'm doing this podcast, I'm going to assume that you already read the book. If you haven't, bruh, read the book. I know our generation doesn't like to read, but bruh, read the book. Uh, there will be spoilers. I'll be talking about different chapters or whatnot. There's nothing like sitting down and like really going through it. Um, like I said, we'll be going through uh, all the chapters and, and discussing different points. If you have like questions about the book, uh, like you know, write to me and then I'll try to address it on the podcast if I can. Now, disclaimer, disclaimer, disclaimer. I'm going to sound so bougie and I apologize. Like in my mind, I, I think like now I wrote a little book. I feel like I'm a lot more important than I actually am. I like, I know it's not true, but I know people have been like messaging me on social media. And if I haven't responded, 
like I do apologize. And again, I sound so bougie when I say this because I'm talking about like maybe three people hit me up after the book. But <laughs> to the three people that I may not have responded to, like I really, really apologize. It just got overwhelming uh, to let you guys know I am in school. I'm a full time student. I'm a student. So, you know, you're dealing with exams and, and papers and, and stuff like that. And it's easy for like a text message or like, uh, you know, some type of message on social media or whatnot um, to go unanswered. So if I haven't answered your message, I do apologize again. <laughs> it's like three people that hit me up, but I just found the need to say that on a podcast so I can seem cool. But still, write to me. I'll do my best to get back to you. Before I get into the podcast, I, I I gotta you know I gotta give a few shout outs to you know my family, my friends. I don't want to say names because they like if I forget somebody, you know they're gonna help me. You didn't call my name, so I'm not gonna call names. I'm gonna say you. You know who you are. You know what I'm talking about. I appreciate you. But most of all, I appreciate all of you guys for buying the book, reading it, supporting it, sharing it. Uh, Everybody was sharing it on social media. People were telling me that they liked the book. Again, if you haven't read it, bruh, read the book. Like, what are you doing, man? So with that being said, today, I like, you know, um, I'm going to give you a week. Or so to get the book before I start talking about what the content of the book. Today, I just want to talk about like the background, how, like how it became into um, uh, into its uh, making, like how the book came about. Right. So today, I just want to give you kind of the rundown of like how you know it came about. Keep in mind, like now you guys have the book in your hand and whatnot, but it all started out on word, like. My word, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I literally opened up file new and I started writing. So from that, it, it it emerged all the way to a book. So one of the most common questions that I've been getting uh, lately, now that I'm an author, you feel me? You feel me? Yeah, I can say that. Is why did I write the book? Like, why'd you write it? You know, people ask me that. And to be honest, it's long overdue. Like... I can't believe this is the first book of its kind, the first book of its kind. And, and I say in its kind because there's other Ethiopian Orthodox Sohado books out there. Like if you search on Amazon, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Like you find like there's a few like English like uh, or not English like, but English books about the Ethiopian Orthodox Order Church, but I always felt like, and no disrespect to my forefathers who wrote these books, I'm grateful, but these, you know, the English they be using, I feel like they're writing to each other, you know what I'm saying, like, all the clergy, like, I'm glad it's out there, but I, I don't, I don't speak that kind of English, you know what I'm saying, and like, What's the point of writing a book if people can't understand it and they can't relate to it? Especially, you know, we talk about this generation speaks English and we need to have more English into the church or whatnot. Yeah, more English, but we need to have English that people understand. You know, you understand what I'm saying? And all, all the people that we make fun of to talk about, you know, the, the you know, the the one that's coming down the now, you know, those like they actually speak very good English. Um, and they use those like, you know, PhD level vocabularies that I personally don't 
you know, understanding. They 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 know the English very well. They may not <laughs> pronounce it very well, but you know, uh, but when you put that into a, a book, you have a tendency for people just not to follow because they can't understand. They can't stick with it. Especially our generation is not a reader, so I thought it was important to provide a book that people actually like can read. And not only can read, but like you read it in a language that you speak. You know what I'm saying? So it's not really like you're reading a book. It's like you're having a conversation. And one of the best, um, I guess, uh, comments that I've gotten is when people tell me, yo, I felt like you were talking to me. Like when people say that, it's, it's like music in my ears because that was my intent. That's exactly what I wanted to do. I wanted to write a book that made you feel like I was actually talking to you. And everybody who knows me, like knows me, knows me, has said like the first time they read the book, they're like, we could tell it's you. Like, even if I, you didn't tell us this was your book or whatever, and we grabbed it, we would know it was you because you write like how you talk. And that was my, that was my goal. So, yeah, that happened. Yeah. That's good. Now, the second question I get is, like, so who is it for? Like, this book, like, can I read it? Can can, can little kid, Mike, I got a little 10-year-old, can they read it? Well, first of all, <laughs> if you've read the book, there is one particular chapter, Birds and the Beast. The Birds and the Beast. Oh, yeah. Are we going to talk about <laughs> that chapter in detail? But, you know, there's one chapter that I don't think is, you know, 10-year-old appropriate. But, you know, other than that, I feel like it's really for everybody. But but really, really, like, as the author, I kind of have to say it's for everybody. But, like, for real, like, for real, for real, it's, I wrote it for one of two groups. One of two groups. First one is, like, you know, like, you know about the church. Um, maybe you identify as being part of the Ethiopian Orthodox Order Church. Or maybe you don't. But at the end of the day, like, you go to the church, you're like, hmm, like, hmm, interesting. Like, I, I remember I was talking to a friend of mine and I was telling him, uh, you know, we, we confess. And after we confess through the the power that our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ has given them, the priest is able to absolve our sins. And they were like, hmm, hmm, interesting. Like, like they couldn't sign on to that type of practice within the church you know or like the whole idea of holy communion like i was talking to another friend of mine and they're like yeah we have holy communion in our church and they go to a non-orthodox church and i was like yeah but you know uh you say that the, the sacrifice or the holy communion is a replica like not a replica but like a remembrance like it's bread um, but it's not the actual flesh and blood of our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. They're like, who says that? I'm like, our church says that. They're like, hmm, interesting. So, so if you identify like this, like you go to the church, you find it like you have respect for the church. Uh, it's not like you hate it or whatever, but it's like you just like look at things and like you know the whole Mary thing, like Mary, Mary this, Mary that, you know. And you're just like kind of looking around, like you know what, like uh, it's just I uh, I don't know, I don't know. Then this book is for you. This book is for you. 
I don't think at the end of the, the book you might be willing to jump up and down from a top of the mountain and declare that you're Orthodox Sahado. If you do, give me a shout out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But if you don't, that's fine. I think the purpose of this book is to say, yo, the church has answers. And this is kind of the first step to let you know, okay, maybe I need to do more investigation. You know, because if you're anything like me, uh, there's a chance that you might think that the church does what it does. And that's it. Maybe because of your parents, maybe your parents has told you this is what we do. And that's it. Don't ask any questions. Or maybe because you haven't found the right answer and you haven't found somebody to explain to you the why we do what we do. But here's your chance. Here's the book for you. And 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 you get to read. And, and again, it's not it's not going to answer all your questions. I would never claim a single book does that, let alone my book. But I will say it will be kind of an opening to say, wow, okay, so there is a way to answer um, the deep questions that I have. And I think this is the first step towards that. So this is the first type of group of people. Like if you identify in this group, then definitely get the book and, and, and start reading it. The second group I would say is if you already are invested in the church, if you're like within the church and like you have no questions, like you're good, you're orthodox all the way, you know, orthodox, you know, you claim it everywhere you go, you know what it is. But then like those around you like ask questions and you get frustrated because you can't explain the faith that you love so much. I was having a conversation the other day and a buddy of mine was telling me, um, you know, like, like when it comes to Mary, she won't play around. Like that's like that's Mary, you know, that's Saint Mary, like Lady Mary, um, the Virgin Mary. So like there's that reverence, that respect. But then people from other faith, people with other, you know, uh, religions would say like, well, why, why marry this? Why marry that? And then she, she told me she, she would get frustrated because she couldn't explain her faith. After reading this book, there's a specific chapter where I get into the whole idea of intercession. She said that was a clear cut way for her to use and to explain the faith that she already believed in. So if you're in the second group where you find yourself in the midst of conversations where people keep asking questions about the church, you just don't have the language or the 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 kind of the step-by-step methodology in order to explain the faith this book is for you. You know what I'm saying? But if you don't feel like you belong to any of the groups I mentioned, uh, this book is still for you. Like read the book. <laughs> it's an amazing book. Don't uh, trust me. It's great. I'm not saying that my mom is saying it. My mom, my mom always tells the truth. So there you go. So that's who the book is for. Again, like going back to like why I wrote it, I like truthfully, I could identify as being part of these two groups. The group that it like always had questions and the group that couldn't like really, um, you know, explain what I believed uh, I don't want to get into into it now because there's like a specific chapter that I'll deal uh, with. Like uh, when we go chapter by chapter, we talk about the different uh, parts of the book. I'll, I'll explain in, in detail about how I came into the church. But generally speaking, uh, 
I, I had a lot of questions about the church and I grew up within the Ethiopian Orthodox Church, but by the time I went to college, had a whole bunch of questions that I needed to get answered. And I remember feeling frustrated that I couldn't find the answers. But once I did get the answers, I fell in love with the church and I decided that I was going to sign on to this, this church called the Orthodox Sohado Church. And not only that, I wanted to share it with the rest of the world. Enter the second phase of my problem. I had enough faith or I had enough knowledge to believe, but I don't have enough knowledge to explain. The two are very different and you need a different type of knowledge in order to explain the faith that you have. And, and, and there was the second part of frustration. I remember thinking, here is this church that I have like vowed myself, like I'm going to give my entire life to and my closest friends, this closest circle of friends, I couldn't explain to them. Like, in the way that I understood it, I couldn't explain it to them. And then that kind of, like, really got the fireworks uh, going. And that's kind of where I, I started following, like, working harder and harder to learn about the church to the point where I was able to comfortably explain about um, the church. Now, over the years, uh, because I, I was able to learn, I was also able to, I've been blessed enough to go around the country and, and and speak to young folks, and I learned that a lot of people got the same questions I have. Like it, it doesn't matter where you are, people just want to know more about the church. And really, you know, I was saying this at uh, the book release in DC. You know, we we oftentimes complain, especially like adults or whatever. We like adults complain like, oh, the youth are leaving the church. I you know I don't think they're leaving. It's just we can't expect anybody to sit down in a church where they don't speak the language, they don't understand what the, what's going on, and simply pretend like they're worshiping when they're not. And, and if, you, if you feel that way, I understand, brother, sister, cousin, or, you know, you get the idea. Like, it just doesn't make sense to sit down in a church just because your parents are going there if you don't understand anything that's going on. But I'm here to tell you that the, the platform to understand, the platform to learn is being open. And now our job or your job is, 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 is to learn. Um, number one, pray. Because I, I feel like the, the first step to everything that we do is prayer. And number two, we've got to take the time. Now, we've been complaining for so many years. I don't understand my faith. I don't understand my religion. I don't understand this church. I don't understand. But now you have a chance to do so because the platforms are being open. Again, you don't have to believe. Like nobody's going to force you to believe. But just learn about it. It's it, it, like it's worth learning about this church. This church has something to offer. And then at, at the end of the day, you can always say, hey, it's not for me. But at least be open-minded and, and, and learn about the church now that the, the platforms are being open. One interesting thing that I think you might find is, so as I was writing this book, initially my thought process was to include three sections within the book. I was going to have like, you know, like the first section is essentially what you have in front of you. That's what the book, the final form made it out to. It's like, I need answers. So it was catered to the young folks or, or people my age. I like to think of myself as young. Yes, I said it again. And then the second part was going to be dedicated to parents. You know what I'm saying? And then it was going to be like titled something like I need help. 
You see what I'm saying? Like the first one is I need answers. Like from the vantage point of young folks saying, I don't understand this church. I need, I need, I need answers. And then the second part was going to be for, for parents and, and addressing the same issues, but from the perspective of the parents, right? So like my kid doesn't go to church. What should I do? My kid is, you know, fornicating or my kid is, is gay or something, you know? And then, and, and then write to the parents and then give them biblical advice of how to deal with these issues that parents are kind of nervous about and really help them understand what the Bible has to say. And then I was going to write a third section for the clergy members doing the same thing, especially highlighting this new English service that's kind of like, you know, taking storm. If you guys haven't don't know yet, we, it's a movement like this English ser- service. It's a movement like five, six years ago. We, we couldn't do this, but it's happening. Thank God. So initially, that was my plan. Initially. That was the plan. So the first thing I did, you know what I'm talking about. I was like, got to start somewhere. So I started with section one, right? And to let you guys know, I wrote this book, which at the time I was writing it, I thought it was the first section, but it ended up being the full section. I wrote it in three weeks. I wrote it in three weeks. A lot of people don't believe me. They're like, no, you didn't. Like, whatever, get out of here, brah. But like, for real, I did. If you don't believe me, that's my roommate. He could testify because... Because I didn't leave my room. Like, I was writing and writing and writing. I would sleep, wake up, sleep, and wake up, and that's it. You know what I'm saying? I barely slept. Like, I didn't hang out with my friends. Like, I didn't eat. Nah, I'm playing. You know I ate. You know? <laughs> I, can't, I can't give up on food. Because, you know, if you see my, my belly, you would know that I don't skip a meal. But I did work hard. I worked really, really hard. And I finished it in three weeks. Now. If I sound like I'm boasting, I just, I just want to say I am. I am boasting because I'm not boasting about like what I did, but I'm boasting about what God has done in my life. You got to understand, like when I say I slaved it, like for this book, I remember I finished like uh, my final exam on a Thursday afternoon and by Thursday evening, I was writing this book again. This is not about me, but this is about the blessings that God has done in my life. See, for me, writing the book is not the story. Like writing this book is not the main accomplishment. If you understand my background and you understand where I came from, you would know that this is a bigger accomplishment than writing a book. I've been told all my life. And again, we're going to talk about this in other chapters moving along and some of the issues that, that were brought up as I was growing up. I was told, forget about writing a book. Like those people in college, my college friends know me writing a paper was seen as a joke. Like spelling is a big issue for me. This is because my high school English teacher wrote, wrote a bad recommendation saying that I wouldn't make it, I wouldn't be successful if I was moved into the honor classes. You understand? So I'm coming from a perspective of being told all my life that writing, reading wasn't for me. And I was told this is not for you. And it's not just about the reading and the writing. It's about everything else in life that I've been told over and over. You can't do it. And I can't. I agree. But God, who dwells in me, allowed me to do it. And I boast about my God, who gave me this ability to do what I did. 
And that's why I talk about it. Philippians chapter 4 verse 13. I can do all things through Christ who who strengthens me. I'm here to tell you when you're going to work, when you're going to school, maybe you're running on that treadmill. Don't let anybody tell you that you can't do it. If you have God on your side and God has willed it and God has said, this is for you. There is nothing that you cannot accomplish. The idea of writing a book was would have been a joke two, three years ago. See, for me, it's not about the book. And the reason why I'm doing this podcast, the reason why I'm talking about all this is it's bigger than a book. It's a testimony to show you what God can do in your life. If you ask him, God, allow me to do what you have willed in my life. The biggest message when I go around the country and I talk to young folks, the biggest message I try to tell everyone, and I'm telling you here today is, you have a purpose in this world. Use it. No one can get in your way except for yourself. God has created you for a reason. What is that reason? Have you been told that you can't do it? Have you been told that you're not enough? Don't let those voices and those negative energy get into your head. God can allow us to do anything that we want. I remember once I finished the book and everything was good to go, I took it to my friends, my family, clergy, and I asked them to review it. And at that point, people started telling me that this this is not a three-section book. This book in itself is a book. So that's how the first section came about. And that's how, uh, as they say, the rest is history. Like I said, today I just kind of want to talk to about the background and, and how the book came about and all this stuff. In the weeks coming along, uh, through the grace of God, the plan is to talk about the various chapters. Again, if you haven't read the book, read the book. This would be like kind of a book club sort of thing, kind of, sort of. So take time, you know, to, 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 to read the book and, and stay tuned as I talk about the preface next week. The intro of the book, and I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about that. I hope again you have a wonderful day if it's day, uh, good night if it's nighttime, if it's lunchtime, good afternoon. I don't I don't know. So do you have a blessed day? Keep smiling and keep praying, and hopefully we'll talk soon. God bless. Mm-hmm.